Hello and welcome to Coffeeagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm a brick house. Oh, okay. Okay. No. That's a. I'm a. I feel like house. I am. That's. I don't, is that in like a reference a to the brick? Yeah, but what house. does that tie into something we're doing? Yeah. No, I was just thinking about other just... ways that I would label myself, like other names okay. I might use for myself. That feels like and a good brick one. Brick house came to mind. Yeah, I think it may have been from the song. Though I haven't listened to that song in a really long time, so I'm not sure well, why. You were the one that started the show tonight, prior to us being live. I've been saying, thinking it, well, saying no, that I we didn't. should be concise and stay on target I'm because sorry. this could go really long. <laughs> right out of the shoot. Yep, yeah. just gonna eat up two minutes talking Derailing about my it. choice of yeah. names for the night. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's yep. right. Uh, okay, so today we are taking a look back at 2019 with our year-end review show but first as always we ask the most pressing question of every episode what are we drinking this episode on a saturday night recording a very rare saturday so, night recording so katie and i went to um hershey uh this mm. week and we visited trogues yeah that's too bright yeah no i can say it yeah bourbon this is the bourbon barrel aged troganator which is a double bock um it's very good it's opulent as they say and tastes of toasted coconut creme brulee and whiskey soaked oh, i oak. love all of those words Ooh. did i did we try this one at the place we did not do they brew any beer with hershey's chocolate they do they, not they don't well that's that quite yummy but uh it is like my favorite brewery yeah it's it's, it's so a lot of fun nice. it's yeah i've never been so i want to go it's like an hour and a half from us but Just it's uh hershey it's general. a lot of fun People, go, go to hershey i want to go yeah go to hershey you can't afford right. disney world go to hershey yeah okay <laughs> if you can afford disney world good for go you to but then also go to hershey yes katie is drinking the cab Sauv, uh 2015 magnum i don't know if you can tell the big bottle that is at a thank- large yeah. bottle of at wine. At Thanksgiving, my sister-in-law, <laughs> Alicia, and I finished this in, in a night and a half. Um, Christmas, people were not as uh, partaking of the red wine. So Katie yeah. has half of a bottle of finish. We're almost there. Luckily, we got a long show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this episode, I thought year-end, we had to do something really special in the beer department Ooh, miller light Ooh. no 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 i found the largest <gasps> can of beer that i've ever seen <laughs> a carlsberg can this can of beer is one liter wow to give That's you a, a reference point i guess i need to I need give you a reference point Whoa. here is a full bottle of right, it's huge whiskey brian yeah. do you have to take care of small children tonight uh no that's wonderful. That's a very big So this camp. is one liter of beer. And if you didn't know, Katie, it is the beer of Manchester United. Oh, Brian's I knew. favorite oh, I football knew. club. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which will, that'll probably, if, if anyone listens to this, that'll probably get us hate mail. I'm more than anything else we've said on this show. I'm surprised you're the not official... coordinated with your shirt. Like, I feel like uh, you should have a Carlsberg shirt on. Yes, I do not have a Carlsberg shirt. If this Carlsberg would to like to sponsor us. Sponsor us. Do you know who drinks Carlsberg? People in Poland. And people in Poland love our show. Majors. So Carlsberg should probably sponsor us. This let's, is, let's get this. this is excellent. Let's get this rolling. <laughs> okay. uh, Jim says so not. fact check yeah. on 2019. Our fact check is on 2019. We did 51 episodes this year. 
Ooh, man. Which is very impressive. We are working um, hard. We did 49 movies and Mazes and Monsters. Because, again, <laughs> I, like I do not count too. Mazes and Monsters I, I as said to a Jim, film. Uh, probably this is the most movies I've ever watched in my life. Like this year, I have mm-hmm. watched more movies than ever before in my lifetime. I think we're better off for it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's great. <laughs> Yes, I feel most like I have weeks, more. It was context. a good investment of time. Most, most weeks, weeks was a, most weeks were most a good weeks. investment of time. We'll talk about Mazes the weeks that monsters. weren't a good investment of time later in the episode. Okay. Uh, but first, it is time, of course, for the rundown. Hmm. Oh, the rundown is it? The, okay, which button is so, it? Which button oh, is it? Oh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one is I it? I always forget. Nope. You want it? Nope. Nope. Third time's a charm. <laughs> I'm Anderson Cooper with <laughs> Channel One. <laughs> Channel One, yes, Channel one. with Serena Actual. Um, 2019. The rundown is Katie's superlatives from the year. Now, here's the thing: I always I'm a little bit indecisive, and so I brought it down to the best of two. The two of you still have to pick. Okay. Okay. Deal. Yeah. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right, here we go. Best men's fashion slash worst men's fashion. Okay. Roadhouse or chances are. Ooh. Well, there's all those guys in the bar in Roadhouse that are that are pretty awful. In the red shirts. Yeah. I actually think the female fashion is worse than chances are. Oh, yeah. The male fashion. We'll get there. The male fashion is. I would wear that suit. I looked at a uh, Salvation Army for a how, white dinner coat how and did, could not find one. How did Mazes and Monsters not make this? Remember the oh, guy's helmet? Oh, I'm so sorry. So in my creation of these superlatives, <laughs> ignored I ignored Mazes yes. and Monsters. Because I, and actually, I it would have won about... every category. <laughs> yes. And so I just decided we just in needed fact, to pretend it didn't Can exist. we just say that Mazes and Monsters <laughs> is not allowed to be used as a reference it, or answer for We're going to pretend like it never happens. It is give. starring Tom Hanks. Okay, here we are. Okay. Um, so did you? So we'll did either of you pick? pick Road Road House. House. Okay. So then Road we House. go to worst women's fashion, where we again see chances are. Okay. Or yeah. Gremlins. Oh, mm. oh boy. I, I think. Ooh. I feel like there's worse women's fashion, I, and I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Jim, I went through I the whole know. list from this year. I these think, are the, these I are think the choices. those are okay. two. Yeah, I think those are. Uh, me, I'm going. Chances are, yeah, I think chances are. Chances are, it's pretty it's close, awful. though. It's, it's really pretty, it's Mary uh, Stewart Cates, Masterson. Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. That's not her name. Phoebe Cates has some awful outfits in Gremlins, but yeah. I it's think true. there's. You know what? There is. There's more female uh, representation in Chances Are, this so I think it gave true. her more opportunities. But it really swings wildly towards Mary Stewart Masterson. Like Sybil yeah. Shepherd still looks pretty good most scenes. Yes, most bras. Mar- <laughs> Mary yes. Stewart Masterson. Worst haircut, Mary Stewart Masterson. The worst. Okay, worst storyline for a movie. If looks could kill, or Chances Are. <laughs> really, those are the two. Well, uh, so. I eliminated the notebook and mazes and monsters as per earlier mentioned. Oh, uh, I think chances are is more believable than if looks could kill. Yeah, agreed. Deal. 
scariest character, interpret as you will. Pennywise, alien, or penis slash Grig from The Last Starfighter. Excuse me. Before we get hate mail, alien is known as the xenomorph. Xenomorph. Oh, thank you. Okay. Carry on. Please correct yourself. The The xenomorph. More. Scariest? <laughs> Scariest character. Oh, wow. I'm going with Pennywise on this one. I think it's Xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Tie. Most ridiculous slash lovable character, Sloth from Goonies. 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 Yeah. The gremlins who we will just kind of group together, include, okay. including okay. Fair, all, right? right? Fair, fair. Uh, or Grig from The Last Starfighter. Oh, Sloth. It's... It's, it's it's certainly not Greg. <laughs> it's not penis head. It's it's not penis head. Uh, but there's empathy. For, no. Uh, no, I don't feel any. He empathy. and his family. No. Okay. No, I don't at all. Because that yeah. storyline was ridiculous. Uh, sloth. Okay. All I right. think that's good. Yeah, sloth is very lovable. All right. Worst human. I love you. Villains. You're gonna get crushed. <laughs> so good. Worst human villains, again, interpret worst as you will. Um, the boys of Scream or Coach John Voigt, Varsity Blues. Coach Bud Kilmer. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, come on. I'm happy she I'm pretty sure John Voigt's worse than someone. Bud Kilmer. She, yeah, I think they were mask serial killers who were. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll go, I scream. go with the Scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am impressed you knew John Voight was in it. That you, you at least got yeah. some name. I didn't correct even have that written down. That just came Although right on out of the noggin. they say his name came, about came right million. in my head. They say his you, name. I don't know why to he's be, um he's one of those people I remember a lot. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, Katie did never remember Martin Blank's name it's from true. the film. Point blank. Blank. Point Thank blank. you. Yeah. So. Thank you. All right. Um, worst acting in a movie. This oh, is for boy. the two this of you. This is tough. Because I clearly stated my disagreement with both of these things. Okay. Andy McDowell in Four Weddings and a Funeral uh-huh. or Bill Pullman in Independence Day. I, oh, this should have been Andy McDowell in Groundhog Day yeah. or Andy McDowell in Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> I think Four Weddings and a Funeral is so worse. Andy wins. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah, I think I, Bill, Bill Pullman is not great. It's more... I Yeah, I don't think he's the problem with okay. that movie. No, so then, I actually think because I think Bill Pullman reads the shit out of his lines. They're just awful lines. Right. I think Andy McDowell ruins good dialogue. Okay. So that scene where she can't convey the fact that she's being sarcastic about the rain yeah, that's awful. Oh, is no. disgraceful. That's awful. All right. Worst CG, Mummy or Independence Day? Oh, Independence Day. How did the CG first off? System. How did Last Starfighter not make that shit? <laughs> yes. Wow, did, that's not even I fair. That's consi- original. No, I CG. did consider it because I, I thought, does that count as CG? Isn't it actually no, just I like think a little the mummy thing was pretty good. flying through the air? Yeah, no, I there was that bad part we talked about in the mummy at the beginning where yeah. they showed like the. the but I think Independence yeah. Day was worse. Yeah. All right. Worst father. Oh, <laughs> the boy. dad from Gremlins. Uh-huh. The dad from Varsity Blues mm-hmm. or the dad from Eyes Wide Shut. What about oh you're you forget Bev's dad. Bev's dad. From it. Oh. Or or other Henry's yeah. dad from it. The cop. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even include those uh, uh, those people. The the dad from Gremlins is pretty bad. No. 
But so just you can't include the it. We oh the dead from so we're going varsity Gremlins, blues. Varsity Blues, so Eyes Wide Shut. I'm going Varsity Blues. Okay, I can right. see that one. I, I like. Side with I mean, that. I could side with. There's Jim that moment that where one. he gets hit in the nose that is so like cathartic. Yeah, it's that's and then you see amazing. him. You I see him in that. the stands, and then he realizes that he got hit in the nose on purpose. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, worst sex scene. Yeah. Roadhouse up against a brick wall. <laughs> It wasn't a brick wall. It was like a granite, jagged yeah. oh, I thought it was stone brick. wall, wasn't it? I thought it was well, indoor brick. There was brick. a brick mantle, I think. It was no, like a brick I think it was a brick wall. Okay. No, because oh, granite would be smooth. It, no, no. It was like outside of a Jutting house. Rock. Like it was like jutting that out rock. Oh, like, we're going to yeah. have to rewatch that. Yeah. It was okay. awful. Um, Hugh Grant and Andy, and Andy McDowell in Four Weddings and a Funeral, which mm-hmm. is just awkward. Or the Nev Campbell Skeet Ulrich sex scene in Scream. Oh, I, I, I think it's got to be, to me, the scream one. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's just like, I don't know. Super cringe. It's really creepy. Super yeah. cringe. Really creepy. Roadhouse just feels like it hurts. Hugh and Andy's just unbelievable. Yeah, but you know what the thing about the, the Roadhouse one is it would never happen, but if it, aesthetically it fits that film. Totally. Yeah, like Totally. All right, I promise we're down to the last three. I, okay, I, again, I could have done this for hours. No, I uh, love this. This okay. is this could be a game. We you could turn. We could stop looking this. at my paper. Don't cheat. I can't read it's your good. handwriting. Okay, good. All it's right. It's not a cheat. He can't. He doesn't have to guess the answer first. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't. I, don't I know, but I want him to hear it at the same time okay. as you. All right. Best fight scene. Uh, the end fight scene in Roadhouse involving the taxidermied bear. <laughs> and giggling, oh, I love that. I love and that giggling bear. locals shooting people. Yes. Yeah, just all showing up yes. with their guns and killing them. Or Neo and Trinity saving Morpheus. Oh, Neo and Trinity saving <laughs> oh, Morpheus yeah, is yeah. probably <laughs> one of the best, one action, of the best action set pieces scenes, ever. Right. Yeah. I do love the taxidermy bear. Though. Yeah, yeah that is great. That can win its own award. Best taxidermy <laughs> best in the film. Best use of, of a taxidermied type. animal. Yes, best use of a taxidermy. Oh, there's a few good movies with taxidermy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uncle Buck. Oh, oh I love nice. Okay. Um, best dad in a movie. Keith best. Mars in Veronica Mars mm-hmm. Mars okay. or Liam Neeson in Love Actually. Ooh. Ooh. I always have to go Keith Mars. You love Keith. Yeah. Well I he, he saves her from certain death numerous yeah. times. But Liam Neeson's pretty pretty awesome. But I think I they think both Keith align Mars. with your sensibilities though as a father. They're both kind of like wry sharpshooters you're you're very wry <laughs> you are wry you're wry mm-hmm. all right last one and then i just have an award that i sharp that i'm shooter. awarding you're a sharpshooter sharpshooter sharp <laughs> shoot him again you, you oh. look like john you look like john wick there <laughs> <laughs> headshot okay worst death scene the garage door death in Scream. Uh, oh, the Drew Barrymore dragged from the house death in mm. Scream, or the Scarab Beetles in The Mummy. Okay, Ooh. you guys are pretending like it didn't exist, <laughs> and I do not love that. Wait, you're not. <laughs> we, we Brian it. had nothing to we do with this. It. Georgie getting his arm ripped off <laughs> no, and ignored by an old lady. Can't. Oh no. When no. did we do it? No, that's you're not sure that he died. No, Katie, you're playing right into Jim's insecurities about that episode. Yep. That we somehow belittled God that. Movie. Please choose from my. I, this is like the Academy. Uh, you don't no. get to present uh, no, other anything, in, anything it, involving bugs. Sorry, scarab beetles bugs. and the mummy. Yeah. Oh, bugs. 
Yeah, which one are you talking about? The one that goes up to the guy's brain when he drops dead, or like no, when they when they're running? Any of them? No, when they shut him into the casket with the scarab beetles. Oh, so he yeah he didn't die, but that's okay. What? That was the whole point. Like the mummy was in there for eternity, not undead. Well, being regardless, oh. the beetles were the worst. The, the, anything. Fuck you. The, the beetles, beetles are great. Stuff. All right. The um, worst. They now, wrote so many. Katie, so Katie has one award that neither of you get to vote on. Okay. The best silver fox award will be presented to Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And the Big Lebowski going to our first episode ever. Oh yeah, yes, he's always, but that was two thousand. He's always my silver fox. <laughs> I love you, Sam Elliott. He was on Dax Shepard and talked about that's like working on mm, the Coen Brothers I mean, movie. I, I get uh, that conversation is amazing. You should listen <sighs> to it. I need to. I he's a, he sounds Sam. like a really good guy. I will fall even harder for you, Sam Elliott. I love you, Sam Elliott. All right, now what do we do? We're done. That is the rundown. Now, instead of a movie, we are reviewing all and discussing all the movies we saw this year with our second annual uh, Commagers Awards. I have last year. Pamphlet mm -hmm. right here. Yeah, last year was a lot easier because we had not done a whole lot of episodes, so there were very few films to choose from. This year, we had forty-nine movies to look at and choose from mm -hmm. so we have a, a variety of awards many that you would see at at the oscars mm -hmm. um then a few that you would not see mm -hmm. all right so we're going to start out uh with our favorite actor in a com majors movie this year mm -hmm. uh anybody want to go first or I should i like, go first i would, like and to then go. You, uh, I right, would Katie, not like who, to go i will go who do you have i have james mcavoy in split Ooh. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay, quick uh, analysis of that. Very short, brief. I, just... I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. If you haven't seen that movie, to me, it is one of the best displays of acting I've ever seen. I think oftentimes we as viewers give credit to people who play somebody who is, is mentally other. Mm -hmm. um, but what's phenomenal about this portrayal is that he, within seconds, portrays a variety of personalities, and it's seamless. And he so fully becomes those characters. I just, I think that 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 his acting in that movie is a work of art. Hmm. Fantastic, interesting. Uh, I agree. It's yeah. very, very good. Okay, um, uh, my choice for best actor to film is Gene Hackman in The Conversation. Wow, that's a deep I deep I thought back. of that. Yeah, that's um I thought it was maybe one of the first uh films we, you know, it was, it was a film of the 70s, which is a different, you know, the 70s yeah. films are a different type. Uh it just kind of a really one of the first films I thought we did that was very much just a character study. We haven't mm. done a lot of just yeah. character study films. And he was almost in every single scene and had to carry it and played. Uh, you know, I thought did a great job. Yeah, he did really good. Mm -hmm. um, when I was looking at this for best actor. Oh, um, I didn't realize we we're doing actress and actor. Okay. Um, two categories, Tim. Yeah. Two so categories. I, the one that I keep coming back to when I look at the list of all the movies we did is Richard Dreyfuss in Jaws. Hmm. Ah, very good. There's yeah. something about when he comes on the screen in that movie from. I think that's the moment I 
when I was rewatching that movie that I was like, oh, yes, this is an incredible movie. Because up until that point, I'm kind of like, okay, I remember this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then Hooper comes in, and from that moment forward, the movie's totally different and feels 100% fresh, I think. All right. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so those are our actors, uh, James McAvoy, Richard Dreyfus, and Gene Hackman. And again, with all these, feel free, if you're listening, to chime yeah. in on Tell any of the categories. I was like. torn between him and um, Seth Green in Can't Hardly Wait. Whoa! You know, his whole one. Kenny thing. Yeah, there were a lot of good performances in films. Yo, we saw baby, you just year. can't handle the flavor. <laughs> oh God! All uh, right. Okay. Yep. Best actress in a com majors film goes to Ryan. You start. Oh me? Okay. Yep. Mine will be a, a choice that uh, from a film that Jim and Katie did not like, mm. but mm. I will pick Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut. Well, interesting, Brian. Yeah, I figured this was going to happen. Because I chose Nicole Kidman in The Hours. Yes, I was torn on that. I thought you could give it to both. I thought she had the two best performances mm -hmm. by a female that we saw this year. Uh, I thought in Eyes Wide Shut, even if we didn't like the character, I thought her portrayal of the character was probably exactly what was wanted mm -hmm. in the film. So yeah. I thought it was impressive. And I think you see that. Um, when we then watch the hours and the difference in the two characters, it just shows her range that she could play to be able to pull it off. In particular, I think of the mo monologue sequence that she has in Eyes Wide Shut, but she was equally amazing in the hours, Agreed. which obviously won her an Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of knowing that Katie would go with that pick, which I, I decided to pick someone else, um, even though I totally agree with Are you with saying it. that that would have been your first choice? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Tony Collette in the sixth sense, I think Ooh. that that one car scene alone is one that Absolutely. we've talked, we talked about at the time. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at the, at the list of movies, that scene still stands out as some of the best acting we saw all year. And we also see her in the hours, the hours. And yeah. she was great in knives out, which I saw today, mm -hmm. which I would highly recommend, uh, to anyone to go and see. I also, by the way, I don't think she achieved the level of what we might think of as a traditional <laughs> best actress, not Oscar nomination, but I did seriously consider Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing. Hmm. Yeah, that would kind of be my third. Dark Horse. Fourth. I yeah. thought her performance was was really good in that film. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Uh, all right. Next up is perhaps my favorite category of all best cinematography visually what did you think was the best film that we watched this year would you like to start james i would and i don't I, unfortunately i don't even know who the cinematographer is i didn't well you don't need to know who the yeah, cinematographer Ryan probably is knows. um i'm going with pulp fiction uh, oh yeah great the a good one. just the aesthetic of that movie and how um this the shots are composed and the, and the use of lighting and kind of there's like almost like a sepia kind of vibe to a lot of it and um yeah the the stuff with Bruce Willis specifically in like the cab and there's just a lot to look at in that movie and it and it does hold directly into the pulp nature of what he was trying to accomplish I think mm. yeah aesthetically yeah. fantastic it was Andre Suclu mm. yeah. of course who, by the way. 
is Polish. <laughs> Andre, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Just probably some of our Polish listeners know him personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprisingly, to me and to Jim, uh, I chose it for this category. Really? Wow, because you see, Jim? Despite my horror at watching the movie, I could appreciate the beauty in mm. the way that it was shot. Though, I would have made a few different choices because I don't like so much of the gore. Uh, I still see why it was beautifully done. I Yeah, to me, I have a really... And Brian, before you go... Maybe you mm. could give us a little quick explanation for those um, com majors listeners who uh, struggle with this category. I am I have a hard time drawing the line between cinematography and director because they really do work hand in hand. They do. So basically, the director will decide um, what the shot is going to be and how it's most of the time be framed. But the DP, a lot of the time, will work with the lens, which changes the focal point. And also, really, a director of photography is very much in the lighting aspect mm -hmm. of it. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, they give you an idea. You know, in two recent movies, for example, I, I thought that we've discussed. Let's take Last Jedi versus Rise of Skywalker. I thought the Rise of Skywalker DP, who works with Ryan Johnson and did Knives Out as well, did a better job than the J.J. Abrams yeah. film. Who J.J. Abrams? It's 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 the way they shoot, the cameras they shoot with, yep. uh, all okay. the same. But directors, some directors allow a director of photography to do almost all of it, and some like Stanley Kubrick or Tarantino or somebody like that is hypersensitive to that, and you know will have more control over what the shots look like so what's your pick mine is uh perhaps the best cinematography uh, in any film 2001 space odyssey yep which is studied and used by all filmmakers today yeah i i obviously we i i think i was pretty sure you were going to pick that um so, so but i do I mean, agree he, it's very it looks it looks great but he created i mean that's it's almost like in any year you pick that it's a weird thing <clears> because <throat> you can almost pick any kubrick film i like the cinematography in eyes wide shut as well you know his use of lighting and things like that but 2001 just changed out i mean he created cameras yeah. he created lenses he took a you know a nasa satellite lens <laughs> That people still use today. Yeah, yeah, the rotating rooms and things like that, which we saw used not in the, uh, this year film we did, but Inception, Inception. played yeah. off of that. So 2001. Uh, now a really fun category. Best soundtrack or use of music. Oh, we did. We missed one, Brian. Majors. We missed oh, director. Oh, yes. OK, we can do director first. Um, best director I gave. Do I have the name right? Is it Ridley Scott for Alien? Yes, yeah. Ridley Scott. Absolutely. Another one where the cinematography was incredible. Um, drawing heavily from from two thousand one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott, I thought did obviously we all loved Alien, which yeah. is a far superior film to Aliens, which is still a good movie. Yeah, you know, yeah some I just podcasts think, might tell you aliens. I think the storytelling, <laughs> yeah, the visual storytelling in that movie, the way, yeah, so many things. the The way they handle the creature, yep, 
It's great. I just love the grittiness of it. Uh, that in Blade Runner, which of obviously he did both, established right. that grimy, dirty future aesthetic that is used in so many modern sci-fi films, I yep. think. Yep. Great film. What about you, Jim? Best director? I'm again going with Pulp Fiction. I think it's probably, uh, you know, in talking about the movies on this list for this year, other than 2001, I don't know that there's another film that's as respected as Pulp Fiction as far as, um, you know, it's it's place in an American movie history. So I'm, I'm picking Quentin Tarantino, which is in probably his best film. <laughs> I think in 50 years, people will still be talking about chances are. Still, still be talking about it. It's coming slowly. People were not. People were not talking year. about. Chances are, five months after, Dear fifty Lord. days after it came out, it's slowly making its there? way up, up, up oh, the no. uh, list. Um, okay, my choice for best director is Richard Curtis for Love Actually. Mm. Because, uh, you know, for I look at directing, while I thought Ridley Scott was great, Kubrick is great in 2001, I think there was no film that balances is, excuse me, many different types of themes, ideas, changes in tone, uh, as Richard Curtis had to do in this film. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's humor, there's sadness, there's, I mean, all those things. And and in some ways, similar to Tarantino, what he pulls off in Pulp Fiction, obviously very different films. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's both our writers and directors of their film. But I think there's this amazing tonal balance that he's able to weave throughout, as we talked about last week. And I think that's, that has to be difficult, even if you're the writer. I mean, as a director, you're many times shooting these things out of order. So to be able to do that, and I think Love Actually, in Pulp Fiction, in a similar vein, he directed each thing as almost little movies in themselves. Yeah, they so were like we little did, you know, vignettes. But, and I think that some of them, in particular, I love the Laura Linney one in her apartment and the way he he filmed that and the way he filmed some of the Liam Neeson scenes with the sun. I mean, there's just some great mm-hmm. stuff and it's just one of those movies that won't be an AFI top hundred. It should be. But again, as we talked about last week, people always want to watch it. Yep. There's something enduring about that film. Agreed. Uh, okay. Now we can go on to best gown track or score or best music. I'll just go first and film. get it out of the way because yeah. It's a full sweep for me. Pulp Fiction is the soundtrack of films in the 90s. The only film I would put even close to this as having a similar soundtrack uh, would be The Crow (laughs) in the 90s, which was a a little, you know, which is a smaller film, um, but had like a great alternative soundtrack to it. Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots, Big Empty was on it prior to being on the record, Purple. Um, But Pulp Fiction had... Uh, you know, everything from, you know, Son of a Preacher Man to um, Urge Overkill, you know, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. And uh, what was what were some of the other ones? Um, oh, so there's just so many. You never can uh, tell. Yeah, just just his, I mean, his and he's done this in pretty much almost every film is he meticulously selects songs 
that sort of fit with the vibe that he wants to um that he wants to convey but also sort of counteracts the tone there's there's like this he he's looking for something very specific in a song but he also wants the song to be ironic in a way that like like a perfect example is stuck in the middle in um reservoir dogs. reservoir dogs where the police officer is being tortured and getting his ear cut off and Steeler's wheels stuck in the middle is playing. It's like this weird, happy go lucky vibe. But that song all of a sudden has this real creepy tone to it mm-hmm. in juxtaposition to the scene that's, that's playing out mm-hmm. and it works. It's not, it's not weird. It's not this, it's not discordant. It well, just, it's, it's it just a character right. yeah. in, in, in a sense, yeah. but not in an overt way. Yeah. Like it just kind of melds into it. Very yeah. good. Uh, Katie. So I I have two. I, I thought for score I would pick the hours. To me, the okay. use of the music oh, yeah. in that film Absolutely. like fantastic. It just it grabs you in certain scenes. It's really well done. Um, and then I love the soundtrack on Love Actually. Mm-hmm. I love the use of music in that film. I, I can, for me, those are like musical moments where like when I hear a song, I connect right to that moment yeah. in the film where that song is used. Uh, for me, I thought there was no film that was maybe more reliant on, and this is not in a bad way. Okay. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a great no, soundtrack I agree. as well. Yeah, I th- I think that if you take that soundtrack out of that film, that is a Hallmark Lifetime Channel TV movie. Yeah, my uh. My memories of that soundtrack are that my sister and my mom would play the Dirty Dancing soundtrack along with the soundtrack from Beaches so oh, much. Did you ever know? I'm more of a fan of Otto Titzling. Right? I don't oh, know if you're Otto Titzling, the inventor of the brassiere. Yeah. No, well he, d- he invented the Titzling, not the brassiere. That's the whole point of the uh, song. No, sorry. Titzling. They changed the name of the <laughs> um, device. It's yeah. still the same thing. I yeah, will say. My point with Dirty Dancing, just briefly, is that that carries whole sequences. It's almost mm-hmm. like you can't imagine yeah. that film without each song that is in that scene. Yep. Uh, and that's why, it, it, you know, it's not a score, I guess. So yeah. you know, it wouldn't be something that could go up for an Academy Award or anything. But I thought they did a great job of the use of that to move everything forward. Mm-hmm. And I will say, as someone who who I think one of my blind spots for film is score. Like I, I pay less attention to it. Um, but I do feel it. I think when it's like in really impactful, I think the Lord of the Rings has a score mm-hmm. that is, you know, it seems pretty star Wars ish. Cause they do a lot of the similar ideas is that there's a theme for the ring. And like there was a yeah. theme for Luke, which and, is very common. I yeah, mean, that's how yeah, they yeah. score things. And and you know, even Love actually has that with the with the love theme. Um, but I love the Lord of the Rings uh, theme, and 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 some of those songs. No, that's that's another. That was I was so long ago. It's like some of the movies I looked at. We did yeah. at the beginning of the year. You almost forget about like the ones in last January. I mean, Danny Elfman's score for Mission Impossible is one of the best. Oh yeah, that's scores yeah. as well. Uh, okay, we are now to a very exciting one. Uh, lots of choices here. Seriously, uh, I don't like to be a negative person, so we're not going <laughs> to call this 
we're not going <laughs> to title this the the worst we're movie. not going to call it the we're, worst movie no we're going to title this the film mm -hmm. i'm least likely ever to rewatch. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not so, including the film that will not be named mazes and monsters is not a film we're not including so that it. is not That's right in fact because i do feel <laughs> that there will be a point sometime in the future where the three of us are actually in the same room and we could put that on and watch it I think that would be mildly amusing. I think it would involve it. like maybe if you two the agree on down. that, I will make sure we are never in the same room again. <laughs> oh, Jim, we're uh, going to okay, be in so the same room is, soon. Th Sorry. There were a lot of choices. There were here. a lot of choices. And we've watched a lot of great movies, but there were at least five or six movies yes. that I ha have put on. We'll never watch ever again yes. under no circumstance now, i did think list. there were some some movies on here that i hated but that yes. i could get into criticizing with like i could like watch it for you the could somehow sake watch of, again yeah, yes and just pick it apart or right so there or were trying to watch it with somebody who likes it and say so the one that what for are you me thinking like i don't care about it i don't want to watch it again i don't want to talk yeah. about it is john wick and yeah, well, we know oh, that's that a good one. You, yeah. you, you are so anti John Wick. We know that. Get it? Yep. So that's <laughs> my that's my le uh, for Katie least likely to ever watch again. Okay, Perfect. Brian, why don't you go ahead? I'm okay. Still well, first of all, I mean, the clear answer for me would be Dark Phoenix, but we did not do that for this program. I <laughs> no, it doesn't doesn't the, count. It's not on our list. So does that does not count? Uh, I mean, there were a handful of movies here. Like I said, I would say Phantom Menace. Now, I really thought about Phantom Menace, but then Claire and Jack have really gotten in the Star Wars. Yeah, and, the, and I'm I'm kind of on the line that. There is some stuff they'll want to watch and a duel of fates. And there, there's some stuff in there that I can deal with. So I, I would not never watch that again. You know what I came down to, though, as I looked at it, I will never, ever, ever watch Scream again. Mm. Yes, fair. There is Very good. nothing I enjoyed about it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that I feel like I need to share that movie with the kids and say, oh, oh. wow, this is this great. Like, there's the, the mm -hmm. sequels are all awful. That the die. acting was awful. The dialogue was awful. The soundtrack was awful. Yep. Uh, and it was the least fun I had watching a film this year. You, it, there yeah. was even even Independence Day. I had a few moments where I felt like I can criticize this. This is kind of zany. I don't like it, but I could see saying to Claire and Jack someday, hey, let's watch Independence Day or whatever. Mm -hmm. There is no reason I will ever need to see Scream again. True. I I agree. I was going to say I was torn between the notebook and Scream. Mm -hmm. And I think I came down on the side of Scream as well, Brian. We could rewatch the notebook. The notebook and, and yeah. make fun of it. Yes. And be fun. Um, yep. I still think we should record a uh, commentary for that. Oh, that would be the thing about Facebook. Scream is I hear a lot of people still referencing it for certain things. I was listening to Unspooled the other day and they referenced it as far as like having a character on the phone. Um, and I wonder sometimes if folks have rewatched that recently because they haven't. I, I don't think they have um, what I really think that movie is, is maybe one of the best ideas for a movie mm -hmm. with a, like a horrible execution. Right. Because I, I think I, it's, 
Yeah, because I think we all Jim, had a better brought, memory of it than. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. it's very similar to the Notebook in the sense <laughs> yes. that yep. it is living off, I think, a reputation. Mm-hmm. That it was a major pop culture thing. People probably saw it one time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think if you, I, and again, I think if you see the note, if you had seen the notebook in the theater, like I did on a first date, you <laughs> might have with formed, the person that you married, but you might have formed an attachment sure. to that, that. That's not even to that movie. Right. Uh, if you want, there are some iconic images mm-hmm from the notebook and there's obviously the iconic mask from scream yep and then people just work off that idea like katie brought up at the time it was one of those movies you probably went to the theater with with friends in high school and the experience of the film was actually more than the film itself and it's living off a false Yep. sense of being something that's I think, by the way, I thought the same thing about Independence Day when we watched Independence Day. <laughs> that's like, probably well, the I, idea, I, I, I'm of, just still the idea of Independence of Day was more than Independence Day was. And I me. feel the same way. And I hate to say this because I think people probably like it is Groundhog Day. I feel the same way. I, I was just I, see, I still like you. Bill Murray in that, but I do. I yeah. can see why it's maybe, I, I, I want to like it. It just it. does not connect with me on a comedy. It, I don't think Groundhog Day in retrospect ages as well. And that's the thing when we watch these movies, some of these movies are distinctly films of their time period. Yeah. There, there's not a timeless quality to them. And for some that works, like I think I think the Matrix is very distinct late 90s. But I think it works. You're right. And that it will be... it will endure, I think. That specific movie by itself, not the other two. But I think that first one, I think I think yeah, would I think can't age hardly well. wait. But so I think you're talking about though, two too. different things though. So I think like there there are always going to be stories that are categorized well but they're but they're still like locked into a time period, right right, right? right. like yes that, that they are they like a time capsule of right of that yes. decade. If you it, but that doesn't mean that the, that the story doesn't live on, right? So, like, this is why we still read Shakespeare. It's like you read Shakespeare and you're like, oh, well, that's it's the, the quality 1600s. of the execution. But the story, right. like, it still works. It still works. Well, to me, compare, for example, Screaming Can't Hardly Wait. Two similar age groups in a similar time period in American history. Mm-hmm. And Can't Hardly Wait. There's a timeless quality because of the characters in the story. Yeah. And there's clearly a lot of 90s-esque stuff to it. But it's it, it only enhances the characters. Like, you don't need to know that time period. It's not used as a crutch. Yeah. Where so much of Scream is like inside jokes and atmosphere totally. of yeah. the 90s, well, and we, opposed to building character. We haven't <laughs> talked about Gross interest. Point Blank, but I had John Cusack as my second like favorite best actor, best performance of oh, the years. We, I love his performance in that movie. And to me, you could still say like that's characteristic of a time period, mm-hmm. but that movie is still great. It's still really well done. You know? So yeah. I, I think Agreed. that there's two different things. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting because when uh, when the latest Mission Impossible movie came out, the director, Chris McQuarrie, was doing a lot of interviews about it. And they were asking him, when you make this movie working with Tom Cruise, and he says one of the things Tom Cruise always talks about is like Hitchcock North by Northwest and other movies. And he goes, you want to make something that is of the time, but still timeless. Like there's certain how can you create like emotion Mm -hmm. in a movie? 
Mm-hmm. And then you, you're going to put all the stuff that's because it's obviously a contemporary set film. And I think Christopher Nolan does a pretty good job of this in his movies, too, which is, you know, it's it's still about emotion versus the time period. But you use the time period to enhance the film. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they write films that way. And, you know, McQuarrie's writing is pretty much like that. If you watch Usual Suspects, it's similar, if, you know, some yeah. of those things. And, you know, good writing like Richard Curtis. Love Actually is obviously very tied to that time period. Yeah. But it still resonates because of the themes and the characters. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's go the complete opposite. Uh, we have two last categories here. One is best film, the film that we just think is the best film. But there's another category. What was your favorite film to watch this year? Mm. Favorite? What was your so, best, happiest, funnest experience watching a movie this year? For me, it's it's going to be Love Actually. Like that. That is the movie that I will revisit every year. It makes me feel great when I watch it. I still think that it's it's beautifully done. It's not just like my emotional reaction to it. <laughs> uh, I think it holds up time and time again. Huh? Yeah. Jim. Um, oh, this is so hard. There's so many movies that I really like on this list. Um, the one that I've seen the most is probably The Princess Bride for good reason. It's, it's, yeah, great choice. It's, I, I have a hard time saying it's my favorite though, because some of these are real real new. So what is like your favorite one you got, you know, just like most fun one you got to watch this year for the show? You know, it might maybe can make that it was really that fun though because we yeah. like now we get to watch that with the kids and the kids love it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go with that for this year. Okay. Uh, and my, my favorite, but you know, I'm kind of like Jim. One of my favorite films is Mission Impossible, which was the first movie we did. I love that. My favorite film I got to watch for the show this year though was If Looks Could Kill because I got to watch it live <laughs> with Katie and Jim. Uh. When they came up for uh-huh. my birthday, experience so that was just a it. fun. That was a Katie fun experience. Yeah, she did, but she saw enough of I saw, it. Yeah, and, I got it. Yeah, but I also did love watching Roadhouse. Oh yeah, my there's god, there's been a Roadhouse few of these great. ones which were just fun. We had a great list of movies. Watched. Yeah, that I wouldn't have been able to really watch. Really fun All movies. Right, now the coveted award. Mm-hmm. What was the best movie that okay. we saw? this year in Europe controversial we haven't even talked about it yet go but ahead i'm gonna go with black panther really I, wow i think like black panther is gonna be a movie that we're still talking about in 20 years as like a game changer movie the, a movie that was like you, beautifully executed you know what's Love funny Coogler. it's like Love yeah him. the one thing that i haven't heard anyone talking about with this movie um is the fact that in in a in a time period where there has been so much talk of privilege, this movie attacks privilege on in a non-racial way, mm-hmm. and and showing that like perfectly by the way. Yes, which is and and I no, great I haven't it. heard anyone really mention that. But for for me, that does elevate it to a level that's sort of above all the other MCU movies so far, because mm-hmm. I do think that Ryan Coogler was thinking on a level. That most of the folks that are delivering the MCU movies, they're thinking on on multiple levels, but it's more about like story and what's cool and what what plot points we can connect together from different films. Where he was taking something thematic that we haven't really seen yet and put it like right on display in a superhero yeah. movie. Yeah, I totally awesome. agree. Great As movie. somebody who's not a huge like 
comic book fan, superhero universe fan. That movie, I was riveted. I thought the performances were incredible. I thought the effects were incredible. I love the costuming. I just, I thought the entire Sound movie score was great. It's it, it's a it's a masterpiece. Like it and and to, again, when we look at like movies that change that change the game that become like reference points, this is going to be one of them. Yeah, the fact there that are- it is uh, it sits right behind. I think Brian. Infinity War and Endgame as like the highest grossing MCU movie, yeah. right? I, I, yeah, it is. I actually think there's two MCU movies that you could watch as just a movie viewer, mm-hmm. two standalones: Black Panther and then uh, Winter Soldier. I have not I think, seen Winter Winter Soldier. Yeah, yet. those, the, yeah, those two are ones that I think are the most accessible. Mm-hmm. That if even if you're not a superhero fan, you could be drawn to those. Again, mm-hmm. I think I will Black submit Panther, Thor Ragnarok as well. Yes, and that's a fun one too. I would <laughs> go with that, and that's a different. But those three, I think, to me, are the best standalone yeah. of any of them yeah. uh, in terms of the full package of thematically direction. I I think they gave the directors a lot of room mm-hmm. in all three of those to work. Uh, okay, mine is. And this was tough. I love 2001. I think it's great for visual. Lots of reasons. To me, the best picture, and I think is should be an AFI top 100. The perfect execution of all acts is Die Hard. Ah! Are for real? For real. I think Die Hard, in in all honesty, is the single best action film of all time. Mm. Mm. I I re- like, and I thought it's about this for a long time. Like it, for looking at. The genre, I thought the hours, and this is how I came to this. I thought the hours was amazing. Like, if you're talking about Oscar worthy stuff, but I, I thought about it. Die Hard is the best film of its type of film in history, in my opinion. And that's why I, I, I did have serious thought of Love Actually as well, mm-hmm. because I thought, again, there's the, it, it is a film that is I base a lot of other movies on. Is this a romantic economy uh, as good as Love Actually? Is mm-hmm. this an action movie as good as Die Hard? Is you know it when you put it in that category? And I think cinematography was amazing. Bruce Willis underrated in it, and I you know I watched it three times in a short span. It was that good, and it was something each time that I took away from it. I I really struggled with. I struggled with best and worst. Can I finish? Can I go? Most. Yes, yes. But I'm just saying, like we we watched some really great films this year. We yeah, really but did. Clearly, the greatest. Oh, the best film on on this list is Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Says Jim. Says this me. is like me with The Shining uh, last year. I think I gave every award to The Shining. No, I agree, and I think the 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 reason. Part of the reason is I know it's cliche because it is the one that sort of besides 2001 that is represented on like those lists. Um, but I I do think that it, even even just saying you can't even say about Pulp Fiction it's the best movie of its type because there's no fucking type. There's yeah, no sure. movie that sits in this other than saying another Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, that's so that's what yeah. I would argue is I, it, you're right. But to me, Quentin's hubris in this movie ruined this movie for me. And I and I still recognize it as a wonderful movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think he grew as a filmmaker 
And I would say like this establishes him. Yeah. But it's, it's not, even not my favorite. My fa- it's not my favorite of his movies. And what I, is your favorite? I wish he would go back and, and change, change it. it. <laughs> He's um, not George Lucas. I doubt he'll do So that. I don't know. So honestly, the others that I really loved, I've only seen once a piece. And so I would love to go on like a little Tarantino, um, you know, that thought. revisit. Uh, yeah. I loved Django. I loved awesome. Kill Bill. I think Django Certainly. is probably my favorite of his. Is it? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really good. Um, yeah. And uh, I love Jackie. Is it Jackie Brown? Yeah. Jackie I love Brown's that. Great. I Jackie think Brown they're all, fun. They're all yeah. but also Inglorious Bastards. It's great. I yeah. mean, I, he has wonderful movies. on Netflix. They're all That's there. That's it. So to me, Pulp Fiction establishes him as a filmmaker. It's a great starting point. I... I don't know if it's the best thing he's done. I don't think it's the best right. thing he's done. I don't. It's it is a great movie. I can I can see that. Yeah. You know, and people are probably like, "How do you pick Die Hard as the best movie when you've done Pulp Fiction in 2000? No, I it's, no, yeah, I, I like it. I, I like mean, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Let's go there. Oh God, so good. It's another one. <laughs> All right, we gotta get. We, we're, we gotta move on. Yeah, we gotta we're move an on. hour yeah. in now. All right, All right, here we go. Uh, we gotta go in the Com Majors time machine now. Here we go. couldn't end 2019 without Huey Lewis. Yeah. All right, here we go. We're doing top 10 movies of the decade. We've each picked one movie from the decade, and I think we'll just kind of shoot through this. We're not going to give a huge... We can't argue it. Yeah, we're not going to argue. We're just going to put this out here, and I think Jim and I will be on Pop Addle discussing this in some way, shape, or form in upcoming time. All right, so let's start out. uh, Beginning of the decade, 2010. I'll go. How about we right. just go Jim, Katie, Brian? Perfect. And then All we'll, right. Perfect. We'll through this. Uh, I'm picking Inception versus Toy Story 3, and I went with Inception. I went with right. Toy Story 3. I went with Inception. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We, the, you, we all saw that together. My first time I ever saw an IMAX movie. Ah, the three of us and Aileen. Nice. Oh, I should, I should have prefaced this by saying, like, these are my favorite movies of the year, not what yes. I thought is the best. Agreed. These are Absolutely. the ones that made me feel like something. Yes. Um, okay, so 2011, I think this was a shit year. Mm. Oh, if, some of these years were awful yeah. when I went back and looked. Uh, however, the two movies that I, I, I picked, uh, Attack the Block. If you haven't seen this Ooh, movie. You love that one. Yeah, we you own love it. that one. Uh, and I love it. It is, um, I forget the actor's name, Finn from. John Boyega. John Boyega, his first movie. Incredible movie. Also starring the new Doctor from Doctor Jody Who. Jodie Whittaker. Uh, that's my pick. The Perfect. second place would be Goon. Ooh, another good one. Didn't see either of them. My vote for 2011 was The Help. Oh, Great movie. Good choice. Loved Great The choice. Help. Yeah. Great book. I picked, Great film. I picked, and this is almost like a more Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, Harry Potter and mm. the Deathly Hallows Part 2. That was my second I yep. felt I felt very satisfied yep. by the conclusion of the series. And that totally to me, agree. if you end the series strong is is worthwhile. Totally agree, Brian. All right. 2012. We've already talked about it. Django. Same. Um, second place finished to Beast of the Southern Wild, which I thought was an incredible. Yeah, that movie. was great. Yeah, I picked yep. Django as well. And and little shout out. Oh, I'll let Brian go. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh I picked The Avengers, mm-hmm. which I thought was uh, Josh Whedon at his best. 
he proved that it could actually be done, unlike Zack Snyder in Justice League. And comedies hardly ever make this list, so I do want to throw out 21 Jump Street was also this oh, year. Oh, that was fun. Oh, That's very great movie. movie. Yeah, good All movie. right. Absolutely. Um, oh, 2013 was another year that I had trouble picking. I went with Gravity. But I was wondering if I should put Frozen on there. Uh, so I was between the same. Jim and I went out to dinner tonight. We had an adults-only dinner. And uh, nice. thank you, Alicia DeSanto. Um, so I said, the I think the hardest genres for me to compare are family movies, kids' movies, versus adult movies. Like So trying to decide like what is the best film, those two genres, I really struggle with matching up. And so I had the same... I had the same dilemma, Frozen versus Gravity. Would so you, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Frozen in terms of its impact on our family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I too selected Frozen. Yeah. I thought it wasn't even close. I, uh, by the way, but Gravity's sure, incredible. Gravity's an incredible make movie. Make sure you write that dinner off on your taxes. Yeah. That was work. The the other you two were discussing work. Um, if other, we made any income, Bry. Yes. You were discussing that for the show. The other two I thought were worth mentioning are This is the End and Now You oh, yeah. See Me. Oh, that was funny. Which both, I yeah, think is Now You See Me is a really fun movie if you've uh, never seen I've it. I've never seen it. It's it is like well magic. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And then they no. came back with the sequel that was not good. Huh? Don't know not it. Good. All right. All right. 2014. I went with the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, well, hold on. That's a good Sorry. One. I, that's not what I went with. I went with Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Also ah. good. So that was my number one pick. Yeah. All right. I went with Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Yeah. I, that, I was born on that. That's on my list. Absolutely. I went with a movie Jim hasn't seen, Captain America, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. That's why it wasn't on my list. I almost have to buy it for you. I can, you have got to see that movie. It yeah. is awesome. I also, Interstellar was a very close. It, they were like 1A, 1B. I love, love, love Interstellar. Grand Budapest Hotel. Definitely see that if you have an end. Uh, the Lego Movie and Birdman. Man, oh, was Lego Movie that year? It was yeah. 2014. That the was first one. that was wow. a good year. Yeah. I feel like, so. That now we're we're year. getting into the sweet spot. We're yeah. like these this last is where the, yes. five years. The number some of, really some so really good stuff. This, so the conversation Jim and I had tonight was like when we look back, right? Like 2011 is when we had our first child. Yeah. Yes. My our like movie watching it's a blind spot. Oh, blind like spot. 2011 Huge through 2014. Spot. I was looking at the list. I'm like, I saw one of these movies. Yeah. And Huge so I can't spot. say that there were better movies in the past few years, but I can say I saw more of them. Yeah. <laughs> and liked a lot of them. Yeah, I think there were a lot of great movies the second half of the decade. Yeah. Yep. Honestly. Uh, Brian, did Where you go? We? No, 2000, I, 2015 we're on now. Okay, right. 2015. Uh, I'm going with The Big Short. Uh, didn't Ooh, see it. Which is a great one. movie. I know, great. I gotta see it. Um, okay, with, a, with a side of Inside Out. All right, oh, I went with Creed. Love Inside Out. Creed. I Creed. love, I loved Creed. Great choice. Really loved mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Tom Cruise hanging outside a plane, but also an opera sequence inspired by the parallax view. Yeah. All right. Nice. 2016. What I think will go down is the best uh, single Star Wars movie, Rogue One, mm. number one. Mm. Um, Very good movie. Go ahead. You go. I feel silly saying this now because. Say it. I, so I have to be honest that the Star Wars movies all run together in my brain. Mm hmm. I'm sure I really loved Rogue One, uh -huh. but I wrote down Finding Dory. 
Finding Dory is not like very good. Dory, <laughs> it's okay. I, was, I think it's the anticipation. It's got Dominic West and Idris Elba. I really voice. loved Finding Nemo. Off the rock. And so I off think the rock, off I was the rock. so excited about yeah. Finding Dory. It's good. It's good. It's not great. It's got Caitlin Olsen in, in it as well. Yes. Just, um, uh, go ahead, I, Brian. You will never be able to guess the film I picked in 2016. My favorite 2016 movie, a little comedy, Bad Moms. <laughs> I've never seen it. I haven't it. seen it. I, there's only, I had not laughed so hard oh, in a we've movie theater it, since Anchorman. <laughs> oh, that's okay. now, I it, remember seeing Anchorman with you. Yeah, so this we've is got Kristen Bell ones. and Kristen Bell and yeah, uh, Kristen Wiig, Mila Kunis, is Kristen in it? no, and no, and oh, I can't remember that. All right, we got to see this. One. This uh, movie, Aileen and I went and saw this at a movie pub uh-huh. and had multiple pitchers of beer. Were you asked uh, to leave? At, no, we were not. <laughs> I was not asked to leave. Unlike some other movies I've attended. <laughs> Um, bad moms. The sequel not as funny. Okay, the original one, amazing. All right, we got we got to go. Uh, shout out to also 2016 Deadpool mm-hmm. and Good one. Ten yep. Cloverfield Lane, which if you have not oh, seen that, that movie, really is incredible. Very really good. Yeah. Very I missed good. that one on the list. I'll be honest. 2017. This was a tough year. Yep. There are eight movies. I think I would love to to pick. I went with the one that as soon as I was done, I was like, holy crap, I've never seen anything like that. Baby Driver. I still haven't seen that. It is. Ooh, well, maybe the, you could pick that for one of the yeah. movies, Katie, sometime. Yeah. I know, and I've heard that from numerous people, and I think that I confuse it in my mind with another movie, and I always Drive, like, maybe? No. Which is it, also which supposed is, to be awesome. No. Yeah, which is, is, is awesome. Is it a comedy? No. Yeah, see, that's Not what at I... All. So I'm confusing it with some really bad like Kevin Hart movie where there's like a taxi cab Dri- and drive uh, the the drive along or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride along. Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea no. what the baby driver Written is. Written by Jason Manzukis. Baby driver? No, uh, ride along. Oh, oh, is it? Well, I would like to see that as well because I've heard that from multiple people. All right. Um, so I went with I, Tanya. Mm-hmm. I We Ooh, You guys love you so much. It's so good. It's, it's on my it. list here. Ah, oh, but Shape of Water was also that year. Yes, it was. And I loved Shape Ugh, of Water too. I know creepy, you did not love it, but weird. I think I Tanya is the one that we reacted to most Im- immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you go with? Brian? I took my inspiration from our dear friend Keenan Laird of Pop Addle, uh, where I picked something that had a theatrical release, but very limited and not even in this country. Uh, my choice is Twin Peaks The Return, which was released in 2000, which was actually named as the number one film by the French Film Society because Ooh. it had a release there. Uh, I could not even spend a minute describing what it is, um, so I won't. It, Go watch it. It is well worth viewing all it, right. for some people. Others, not at all. Okay. A few others that we may have missed. Get Out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. uh, yeah. Thor really Ragnarok. Haven't seen Great it. Great movie. Uh, three billboards. I loved three billboards. It goes really off the rails good. in the third act a little bit. I agree. Yeah, I but agree. it is it, the acting is fantastic. Yep. And for me, about. it chapter one. Yeah, might be the best Stephen King adaptation I can't that I've seen. Believe you didn't pick it. I still haven't seen Doctor Sleep, which people are raving about. Well, you got to wait for the director's cut. That's and yeah, coming and out. apparently so it's that, even better. See that version. Three hours. Yeah. All right. Uh, 2018. 
<sighs> this is a super Great. hard year for me. I went with Black Panther. 2018 was an amazing year of Okay, films. Katie's going Black Panther. I'm going into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Ooh, mm-hmm. so good. I can't stop talking about that movie. I can't. It is one of the few movies on this list that will make me like well up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids love it. Uh, I love Spider-Man. Like, and I think this is My one of best Spider-Man movie. I think by far it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's not even close. And this is, I think, what I was getting at in a conversation with Brian is that the MCU doesn't deal in emotional levels like this often. It no. saves it for Tony Stark, and that's that's a problem for me in, in the MCU. Um, I think they'll get there because they they'll have to. With, they're moving. I think yeah. they're moving towards there. Yeah, mm. but that's 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 my movie for this mm-hmm. year. Great choice. You said Black Panther. I did. So this year was, I mean, you had Black Panther, like you said. Um, for me, Black Panther was up there. The favorite, which I absolutely, which I don't think you guys Still have seen, seen it yet. No, it is uh, so. I wish it had won the Oscar. Uh, Infinity War came out mm-hmm. that year and was really well done. I thought, but my bias kicked in, uh, and it's Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because which is I a fun, think, fun movie. It's, which I do think is in is in terms of just pure action, one of the best pure action movies. Um, and just good performances. And you know what? It's my favorite. I can watch it, you know, when Kieran I'm up with Kieran at night and there's nothing on, I'll just put it on and watch twenty minutes of it. <laughs> and do that. All okay. right. Now Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh, oh, yeah, the, the, 2018, things that are worth mentioning for me. A Quiet Place, which is mm, unbelievable. Very, yeah. Annihilation, which I know Brian hates. I love I don't hate it. I just didn't think it was is good. I will be willing to revisit that. Yeah. A Deadpool 2, which is better than the first one. Uh, a Star is Born. So these are these movies that we're leaving off the list. It's, I mean, you put them They're in just, any other year, the they might win. We love. Yeah. yeah. And then Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was only a a Netflix release from the Coen Brothers. Yeah, but it did have a release. It is so good. There is a lot of, in 2018, is significantly better than what was coming out in like 2011, 12, 13, 14. No, 2017, 2018, like crushing it. And then this year, 2019. We haven't seen many movies, if we're being honest. Okay, well, that's fine. So, what what have you seen this year that you like? So, for me, I I did I did kind of keep it to movies that I've seen. You have um, to, yeah, you have to. And it's gotta be your favorite <laughs> yeah, you that you've seen, right? right. <laughs> I guess I have to pick Endgame. Yeah, same. Uh, because the only other two that I was really excited about that I've seen looking at the list were Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and It Chapter Two. Um. And I think Rise of Skywalker is not as good as Endgame. And I don't think It Chapter 2 is as good as It Chapter 1. Um, and so that's sort of where I was left with Endgame. Oh, good. Now I don't feel bad not picking Endgame. I had three movies that I was particularly torn with. Okay. Endgame, which I think in terms of finishing a saga... Like if they never made another one again, I think it would have been a wildly fulfilling film, which is pretty hard to pull off. And they should like I not said, make another. 
Yeah, maybe they shouldn't. Well, I want to see another Black Panther because Ryan Coogler is doing it. But my point is, you could stop there and I would feel satisfied. Yes. Uh, which is almost impossible in these like J.J. Abrams, I felt, was put in a, a nearly impossible situation in doing Rise of Skywalker. And I thought there was some stuff I really liked and there's some stuff that falls flat, but it's really hard. Uh, then it really came down to Knives Out, which I didn't think was even going to get to be on the list because I didn't think I was going to get to see it. But I saw it today and just loved every second of it. And I think will instantly become a movie that the two of you love when you yeah. see it. Uh, the acting, the character development. Like, I think this will become a all time gym favorite as a movie all like, right. when he sees this. Uh, but I had to go with the one that resonated with me the most all year, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie by a huge distance now mm. there's just something about it yeah you know maybe it's dicaprio who is just insanely good in it brad pitt who i'm not the hugest brad pitt guy but something about it like i just keep thinking about it again and again and again and left it and i was like kind of excited to see it but i'm not a like a tarantino fanboy or anything by any stretch of it but I watched, I walked out. I'm like, if I had two and a half, and that's what it is, like two and a half, 245, I just didn't have time to mm -hmm. devote to go seeing again. I was like, I would sit through that four or five times in the theater mm -hmm. and pay for it again. Well, it's just really good. Maybe this is a good time then to talk about the movies that we will be watching for January. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We usually do this at the end, but we have, uh, you know, three movies we'll let you know we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, we'll pick what we're doing. My January selection will be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Katie and Jim will get to see it. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking I, tonight about choice. needing to watch new movies. And yeah. so yes. we're excited about that. Um, so Jim's picking another. I'm picking film. An another recent film. And I thought I'd go comedy based on. What the other folks are picking so i went with book smart can't so wait. excited was so excited. so excited so i actually got tickets for that they actually the studio sent me advanced screener tickets what? for that brian is that because of the podcast yeah not in the all um <laughs> is it because you're book smart uh not not at it's all because either. you're an it's 18 year old female it's because i've answered surveys before oh well uh, done was, bry well done but i was bummed because it looked amazing and everybody loves it so i was thrilled at jim's oh, choice yeah. we're, of we're excited smart. to see that i cannot wait i'm do, i'm going throwback uh we're gonna watch a little we haven't watched a spike lee movie yet so we're mm -hmm. gonna watch do oh. the right thing love it yeah. Poor yeah. Danny Aiello just it's passed time. away. He was amazing. I feel like uh, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie, but I've never, never seen, seen the whole thing. We've never have yeah. Brian, have you no, seen it? No, it's gonna be great. I have. And okay. there, you know, there just a ton of stuff just came out about it because of its anniversary of when it's released. So I'm very excited. What is it twenty to... years? No, thirty. More? Thirty years, Jesus. Thirty years. All right. Yeah, thirty years. So I'm really excited about that. Uh and then we'll talk about the film we're actually doing next right. week All at right. the end. But now it is time. Four, five questions. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth! What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Word. Why? Why? Still the best line of every week. Who is uh, answering? Why? 
both of you. Okay. All right. Katie and Jim are answering. All right. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down question. Thumbs up or thumbs down 2019. I'm gonna go thumbs up. We just oh yeah it's yeah so horrible thumbs up. Uh, I mean it's, it's I just fine. Ha- but Facebook helped me remember the things that happened this year. We had some great things happen this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good year. Good year. All right. Yay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, one of our big themes on this year's show, obviously, was the year 1999. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather relive 1999 or 2019? Mm. That's a tough one. Um, politically, 1999. Uh, well, actually that was, yes, no, still, still, yes. But in terms of our, our personal lives, 2019, 1999 was still a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are better in 2019. We didn't exist in 1999. we knew each other. If you could just relive one day of one year, would you relive one one day of, would you relive one day? Just Ooh. would you would you choose to go back and just relive one day? Would I? Of would I? If I went back, would I know what I know now? Oh, sure. That's interesting. So life was easier in 1999. Yes. 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 I would relive. Well, that would actually be 2000. Cleaning ladies. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. Well, there was some good times in the first semester. Okay, let's move on. It was good. Uh, It was good. Here we go. Fill in the blank question. 2019 should be known as the year of blank. 2019 should be known as the year of the. Scout. The year of the scout. Scout the dog. For for our family, the year of the scout. (laughs) Yeah. The year of the scout. Bigger than our family feels like I don't even know how to. You don't even have to. All right. Just the year of the scout. Go micro, not macro. I like it. Go micro. All Mm -hmm. right. I love it. Uh, Favorite memory of 2019? Well, now that you've brought that up, I feel like that's probably going to define it, right? It's tough not to. Yeah. Our kids have been wanting a dog for as long as. Lily could talk, yeah. so giving her a dog this year. That's pretty good. The one's pretty awesome. All right, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. All right, deep thoughts question. It's the year twenty one nineteen. What is the automated hologram version of Mister Costello teaching his history class about two thousand nineteen? Uh, how impeachment works. That's true. Uh, the rules. Of that's probably true. Yeah, that's totally. I mean, so Mr. And what Costello, it means. Yeah. So Mr. Because Costello, no one knows what it means. No. So tell us how many times has a U.S. president been brought to this place of the impeachment process? Ooh, ooh, three. That's I mean, that's uh, remarkable. Right? Three. Well, kind of four. But Nixon resigned before his right. full articles of impeachment. So re- so it is still four. Right. I mean, like yes. Nixon was brought to this point. Yes, is it, he was. He, he was. He was brought, and then yeah. he resigns. Yeah. So he's not technically classified as an impeachment, though he would have. And please been list for us the others: uh, Andrew Johnson, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, yeah, and Donald Trump. I so, mean, why was Johnson historically brought to, brought to this point? No, Johnson. That's a whole podcast in itself. It was <laughs> dealing with the. Uh, well, I'm not even going to begin to discuss okay. that because. Okay. 
was people it well, would be more inclined to turn off than we'll just go with it, it was around. it more like a per like personal life so like for me like no his was party thing dealing with radical republicans desire to punish confederates okay in okay. the post-civil war environment okay that's fair uh, that's, bill that's clinton's good... of course was lying uh to a federal grand jury right mm -hmm. but that but so uh, that's interesting because that was more about like things that, that were was happening an, in yes his... and it was very politically motivated but there was in fact a federal crime committed oh sure um so there yeah i think of 2019 as the rise of the sith <laughs> is what I would entitle it. All right. Get a hood. I like so, Palpatine uh, in, style. In other DeSanto news, Katie is going to see Rise of Iron tomorrow. Rise of Iron. Rise, like, of, Rise of Iron. I didn't know that was that's, the name ooh, of the that's movie. A, that's a destiny thing. You're going <laughs> now. Where are you going brain. with? With my husband. With me. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I have already I think seen I'm going to try to I'm going to try to take uh, Clara and Jack on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. nice. That's great. Because they've gotten very into it. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, and that was it. I and know then, this was a super long, it was a little long episode, but it's the end of the year one. All right, yeah. quickly. Uh, our first episode of 2020, we're going back to the calm mentors. I'm embracing it, Katie. God, I am damn going full. I gave you an out. I gave name. you another option. You said no to major fans. So commenters, it is. Commenters, it is. I'm going to pick two films. They are more like films. doom mentors. There are no commenters anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to pick two films out of the commenter box. OK, and we'll pick one of these two as our first film of 2020. OK. All right. All right. So our first film option is the Blair Witch Project. Oh, all right. All right. That's a good our... vibe compared to the others. Second film option. Please, God. Is it's me, Jim. <laughs> Pretty Woman. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I would uh, not. My, are we voting? Pretty Raptor. Do we not vote? Pretty Raptor. I'm just. Okay. I'm just letting those. I think we all do. Raptor. We all decide right now. So yeah, I vote all, for Pretty Woman because I haven't rewatched that in some time and I would love to see how that holds up. I will go with Pretty Woman too, but I will warn you that I will, I'm going to be Jim. You're going to be Jim. You can be <laughs> yeah. Jim. That's fine. I but I also will warn you that you have a little bit of a thing for Julia Roberts. I do, but eh, I, eh. I too want Pretty Woman. All right. And this let's film do it. was recommended by the amazing alicia DeSanto. Hey, so if she wants to come on Leash. if she's free oh, that's fun join us alicia she's right. not on the show busy, but she is free. not free for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll figure out when that's happening everybody go re-watch pretty woman i'm assuming yes. everyone has seen that movie um not fun, fun fact oh actually question yes so the movie was named after the roy orbison song yes yes but katie as like a I don't know, 10 year old girl did a dance routine to Pretty Woman mm -hmm. after the movie was made, which feels a little any, bit weird. Is, is there any weird? video of that? Did, did <laughs> one of the other girls' moms try to kill everyone else during the dance? No, like, drop no. that gorgeous. No, we just was this we were just you dancing were at the Y. My favorite. <laughs> you one were of, watching Silk Stockings with your mom. One of my time. favorite so parts. Before, that's before. One of my favorite parts of A Star is Born is the Pretty Woman. 
when they're playing Pretty Woman and he's so drunk he can't even move his oh, hands. Oh, that's and there's like that long accentuated is that really pause. A favorite part. That's there's such an something. Part. There's something about him summoning the ability to like continue yeah. the song. All right, but I so I love that movie so much, but the end of that movie is so painful for me. Yeah, yes. agreed. Um. All right, we will see everybody in 2020. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Happy Hi, everybody. Year. Bye. Adios. Bye.